Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Buff Nation! Let's go. I'm fired up today. Oh, I, I can't wait to get into this. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of the 10 Colorado locations for happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. My name is Jake Schwann. It's RK sitting right next to me. Do you wanna do you wanna set the scene here or should I? You set the scene. All right. So our buddy Chase Hout, two four seven sports, posted today that one of the other other sports books out there in the nation posted some early season lines. Mm-hmm. Lots of them. We got Michigan, Ohio State, Texas, Oklahoma. We also got the CU, the first two games. Uh-huh. Underdogs in both. Uh-huh. Against Nebraska. Seven, uh-huh. which we'll get to. Uh-huh. They are 17 and a half point underdogs to the TCU Horned Frogs. Ryan, last year they were 13 and a half point dogs. This is insane. It's insane. And what's crazy to me is that we keep doing this thing. And I'm seeing, you know, even CU fans or CU reporters go, well, to be fair, the two teams couldn't have finished last season any more differently. Right. Those two teams aren't playing each other this year. Yeah. And, and the biggest one that I have an issue with is Colorado. I'll get to TCU in a second. But first of all, please continue doing this because we can just get rich off of it. I'm just like, wait, I'm like hoping DraftKings is next Soon. to put these up because I'll yep. just like, you know, just toss money at it. But the disrespect is crazy. And what I think just keeps being missed over and over and over again by everyone who is talking about the buffs on a national scale or projecting the buffs or any of this stuff. You know, we we went through those like S&P rankings or whatever the Mm -hmm. hell it was. And like no one is talking about the fact that last year's team has literally no bearing on this year's team. And I, I can't say that any more definitively, Jake. This... There are, they aren't the same teams. We need to stop acting like that. Has, like one and eleven has anything to do with what this team will be this year. Sure, is there going to be one or two? To I would max it out at five players who are starters, um, and and five even seems high. Yep. Maybe five consistent contributors mm-hmm. uh, from last year's team. Sure, but if you took the best five players from all the bad teams in the country and built a team, you'd have a really good team. Right. Um, and, and so for everyone to say, well, hold on one and 11 versus playing in the national championship, it should be a big spread. And I saw someone say like, if you actually just base this off of last season, it's a 33 point spread. Yeah. 
it should be a 33-point spread if last year's Colorado team was playing last year's TCU team. But last year's Colorado team, different coaching staff, different quarterback, different offensive line, different defensive line, different linebackers, different secondary, different wide receivers, different running backs. Everything is different. So I don't understand why we're seeing that bleed into what this team is going to be this year. I'll listen to any argument that says, hey, Colorado is going to have to gel and, you know, Shador Sanders is never going to have played a game with Jimmy Horn going into that week one matchup. Sure, I will hear you out on that. But stop. I don't want to hear 1-11 ever again because it just it, it doesn't have any bearing whatsoever on what this team can do in the future. You kind of alluded to it there. The quarterbacks. That's where you have to go when you kind of decide what <laughs> side you're going to bet on. Yes. CU's quarterback situation could not be more improved this year or last year to this year. You have a guy who has played two seasons, granted FCS, but at a very high level. I mean, 30-plus touchdown passes, I think, in both. <laughs> yep. Um, he's broken at least 3,000 yards both years, but I think 4,000 last year. And then Chandler Morris, we saw him in the first half again in the TCU game last year. Got benched. Wasn't great. <laughs> Six, he's going to be points. their starting quarterback, Ryan. Yep. Yep. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. And this is a team that hung around with TCU in the first half last year. We can talk about the second half. That's when Duggan came in. That's when Kendra Miller took over, too. Mm -hmm. But they're losing a Both lot of, of guys. guys. Losing their offensive coordinator, their defensive impact players. Yeah, they have nine guys going to the combine. Nine. That's just going to the combine. That doesn't include anyone that transferred or anyone who graduated and wasn't invited to the combine. Two completely different teams. So, yes. Should... TCU be favored at home to Colorado? I think so. Sure. Um, and especially when you factor in what I just talked about with brand new team, brand new coaching staff, brand new schemes. Weird things happen in early season games for mm -hmm. teams that are uh, that are new like this. So anything, you know, nothing that would happen in this game would necessarily surprise me. Right. But also, you know, Sonny Dykes is back. Um, they st they do have returning players who have national championship experience. That's worth something. They should be favored at home, not by three and a half, three scores and another half point. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the real lesson here is if you use that sports book, go bet it. Yeah. Um, I, I saw they don't have a money lineup, which was what really intrigued me because I was yeah. like, when I bet on something that's that far away, I want it to be like a big win. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So like, I'll just throw something on the money line if I could. Um, but we have to, we have to stop with the one and 11 thing. Yep. It just, it doesn't matter. Really doesn't at all. Well, Nebraska is a seven point favorite. This was a four win team last year. They were not good at all. Granted, CU wasn't, but seven points better. So this one at home at, in Boulder. Yeah. This one. It's probably even more of an outrage. Now, I already used all of my outrage yeah. on the first one, um, so I, I won't rehash it. But at least TCU was good last year, Jake. Because, you know, if we're doing the home three thing, we're saying um, if Colorado was at home against TCU, they would be 11.5-point dogs, right? Because right. you take three away from them, give it to Colorado. Mm -hmm. That's a six-point swing. So we're saying that Nebraska is only four points different from TCU, Nebraska, four-win Nebraska. Now, it seems to me like they're saying, well, that's not the same Nebraska team. 
congratulations, you're correct. It's not. Right. So why isn't Colorado getting the same the same respect? Yeah. Because they are being treated like they're the same old Colorado team when everything has changed. Um, I'm here for Nebraska should be better. Mm -hmm. They should. Uh, and, you know, but at the same time, you got to do all the same things that we just talked about that I said. I'll actually hear those arguments about Colorado. New quarterback, new coach, new schemes, new everything. The same applies to Nebraska. So, again, take the money and run, um, especially in that one. Like, that one, mm -hmm. I'm actually confident in the Buffs winning. Right, exactly. The TCU game, I, I'm confident in the Buffs competing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know what TCU is going to look like. I only have a dream in my mind of what Colorado is going to look like. That's a tough game to open your season on the road at TCU, their first game since losing in the national championship. Um, you know, so this one is worse. I actually yeah. think it's a worse line overall, uh, giving Nebraska seven points on the road at Colorado. Yep, I agree. It just doesn't make sense. Um, of course, it's very early, but this is a trend. The Buffs have just continued to be getting disrespected all offseason. And the ahead. same place has the Buffs win total at four and a half. Interesting. So, I mean, they really, like, I think last year it was maybe it was three and a half. I think so, yeah. So, yes, they were wrong about that. just feels like there's a big over overcorrection going on here. Mm -hmm. And I said this yesterday, you know, Colorado fans, I get it. Trust me, I get it. I mean, I've been there. Every year we're saying, well, this year's going to be different, except for last year. I don't really think anyone thought last year was going to be different. Right. Um, <clears throat> but for a long time they were saying, this is the year, this is the year, this is the year. You say that so many times, eventually you just can't say it anymore mm -hmm. uh, in good faith. This is so different. And, and like I mentioned yesterday, by doing this thing where we emotionally protect our, ourselves, and I get it, you know, every fan is going to fan differently. But by doing the, well, I got to see it, I've been hurt too much, that sort of thing, we're missing what's happening right in front of our eyes, which yeah. is, like I said, the awakening of a sleeping, sleeping giant. And yeah, it might not happen week one against TCU, but... The past is gone, man. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's anyone who would be more passionate about this than Coach Prime himself. Like, if I were him, I would say, like, I don't want to hear the words 1 and 11 ever uttered in this building. Right. Because it's just not us. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about Bucky a bit later, but he put up a video. I think it was Bucky. It was 1 and 11 actions get 1 and 11 results. Mm. They're not doing 1 and 11 actions anymore at Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um. What the heck? It's really loud. <laughs> Next story to talk about, uh, Willie Taggart. He ain't coming. He ain't coming. Tom Pelissero reported this morning, the Ravens are expected to hire Willie Taggart as their running backs coach per source. Uh, Taggart, as we know, former head coach at FAU, Florida State, Oregon, South Florida, and Western Kentucky. He was once Jim Harbaugh's running back coach at Stanford, now joins brother John in Baltimore. Very interesting. It seems like an odd job to take, but maybe he just wants to get back into the league. Yep, and I think that's been the holdup with him and Coach Zimmer. Right. Is the NFL has been kind Looming. of piquing their interest. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it seems like they're both taking it pretty seriously. Obviously, Taggart just accepted the job, but Zimmer hasn't exactly rushed through the door of Boulder yet. So. Yeah, 
and he was mentioned uh, in the Cardinals job as recently as this week. Yep. A defensive coordinator job. So obviously we're going to be understanding of a defense, both of these jobs. Right. You're an NFL running backs coach or an analyst at Colorado. You're taking the NFL running backs job. Same thing for Zim. You're a defensive coordinator in the NFL or an analyst at Colorado. You're taking the defensive coordinator gig. So um, those guys would have would have been here if a better opportunity didn't arise. You got to be happy for, or at least in this case so far, Willie Taggart, that a better opportunity came up for. Mm -hmm. I mean, those guys would certainly help to have on the staff, but it's a pretty damn good staff already. I mean, I don't think it's worth getting upset over analysts not coming on. Board. No, and it would it just would have been cool. Right. Exactly. That's about it. Yeah. Um, Maybe a few more quote unquote adults in the room. Yes. Just for, you know. I don't know, the sake of having them. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it'll make, like, I don't think um, it makes any difference in the win-loss total whether Willie Taggart is on the staff. Right, exactly. Um, before we move on, shout out to Drive Hive. Drive Hive is a virtual dispensary on wheels. If you're in the Colorado or the Denver area with all the snow going on, don't want to leave your house, but you need to pick up some weed, hit up Jive Hive. They will deliver straight to your door. Just visit jivehive.com. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com and get your order delivered the same day or schedule a delivery window. They'll be there to say hi. Head over to jivehive.com and enter your address to find out if Jive Hive can deliver to your door, now serving in Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument, Fountain, and various areas of El Paso County. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. Don't drive, Jive Hive. And then shout out to our friends at Illegal Pete's. I had illegal pizza again today. I'm not ashamed. Oh my god, you're on a heater. Not ashamed. You're on a Peter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you guys know I love illegal pizza. Endless option of fresh ingredients. They got a bunch of new margaritas that we tried last week um, at all their locations. They also have happy hour every day, three to six p.m. Twelve locations across Colorado and Arizona. Illegal pizza is my go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Hell yeah. All right, Ryan. Might, I might have to go for for dinner. Planting those little earworms right now. Yeah, yep. that stuff works on me. <laughs> if there's one place where advertising works on me, it is with food. Yeah, I'm just like, damn, that does sound good. I know. <laughs> yep, me too. I've I've been persuaded by more Instagram ads related to food than anything oh, else. Yeah, I think for sure that and I get Instagram clothes. Yeah, like, I'll, I'm like, damn, that looks sick. I'll I'll order that. Yep. <laughs> um, Got these pants off Instagram. There you go. Apple TV. We talked about it a bit yesterday before the, sh or before the show ended. They are being considered a serious uh, partner, potentially, for the Pac-12 and their media deal. Uh, Dennis Dodd put out an article today, and it's, it's not looking good, Ryan. But uh, uh -oh. how do we feel about Apple TV and the Pac-12 potentially having their whole catalog of games this next season and beyond on Apple TV? I'm I'm in on that. Um, now I don't know about the whole catalog. I assume there'll still be like marquee matchups on ESPN and that sort of thing. Uh, Dennis Dodd doesn't think so. Really? He said I think it's pretty much uh, up to streaming outlets. Let me find the quote for you. But even like when they have the uh, the Pac-12 network, they I think they'd still have the Pac-12 network, right? Is that going away? I'm confused. I don't I, know. 
I mean, this is the disaster that the conference has put itself yeah, in. Yeah, I kind of envisioned it as like the Pac-12 network would be moving to Apple TV. Oh, okay, that would make sense. But I don't know if that's if that's the case. It's just kind of why, the way I envisioned it, whereas like you still have your marquee matchups going on Fox and ESPN and those sort of things. Because mm-hmm. like, there's no way Apple TV is getting the rights to Colorado, Nebraska. Right. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I assume it's like, your core package is going to be on there, but you still have, cause like the way it works right now, the reason why we don't find out the times of the games until 10 days out is because those networks get their pick of the litter when it comes to the big matchups. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they're saying like, okay, well, or ESPN, we want USC UCLA at seven o'clock. Um, and then the rest of it gets dispersed out to the PAC 12 network or whatever. Mm-hmm. So in the article from CBS Sports, Dennis Dodd says several companies that might be interested in the Pac-12, including Disney, ESPN, and ABC, have gone through a round of layoffs. So it seems like they're out. Um, he said about Apple or just about the, the deal and streaming and all that is believed that significantly more than 50% of Pac-12 games will be on a streaming service. Okay, that sounds right. That would be unprecedented for a major conference. It has previously thought that ESPN would pick up Pac-12 games for their fourth television window, which is the late-night Pac-12 after dark window. Great. With Amazon potentially requiring the rest, suddenly Apple Plus is a possibility. Apple Plus, isn't it? Apple TV? Everything has a plus. Uh, (laughs) Is a possibility for the Pac-12 and what could be an all-streaming deal. Okay, so that sounds more like what I liked. And the comments are saying Apple or Pac-12 network would be gone, which is still what I meant. I just meant like, the idea of Pac-12 Network would be absorbed right, into right. Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have an issue with this. As long as we're still getting marquee matchups on national television, I I truly don't mind all the other games being on a streaming service. I mean, I don't know about you, Jake. I haven't had a actual cable. In oh, I've never bought it. There you go. Um, I haven't had it in five years, I think. Essentially, I'm trying to remember exactly when the last time I had it and when it stopped, but I want to say maybe it actually just stopped when they stopped carrying the Nuggets and Avs, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, there's no point in this for me. I'm already going to have to figure out how to stream that. Right. Uh, so I'll just figure out how to stream everything. Um, so streaming to me isn't, isn't foreign at all. In fact, I like it's almost it's so easy. I turn on my TV, the smart TV bar comes up along the bottom. Yep. Do I want to go to Fubo, Sling, Apple TV, whatever? Um, it's all right there. You know, the, the one thing that I don't like about streaming, just from a user experience, is when you're streaming a game that everyone else is watching on cable, because you're, like, you're if behind. you're on TweetDeck or Twitter and yeah. you refresh it too fast, sometimes things get spoiled for you. Or, like, uh, I've, I've had it happen before. I'm, like, watching a Nuggets game, and it's, like, coming down to the last shot. And I get a notification on my phone and it's the final score. Yeah. And I'm like, oh god yep. damn. So now but I've like learned if it's if it's late, you know, in the game, just like turn the phone upside right. down, wait till it ends to look at it. Um, so I have no issue with the idea of streaming. I mentioned it before, you know, um, Travis Hunter's family, I'm just using any example here, in Florida. Mm-hmm it's like way easier for them to just buy Apple TV than it is to figure out what sure. thing they have to get that's in Florida that has the Pac-12 network, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's great um, from a, you know, a, a, an experience for the families. 
Um, you just do need the marquee matchups on big networks because that matters to players. So that's the one thing that I won't allow is like, you can't tell guys like you're never going to play on ESPN or you're never going right. to play on Fox because that is detrimental. Mm -hmm. um, Dennis kind of gave us a timeline here. He said, if a deal isn't announced by the Final Four weekend, which is around April 1st, the concern level should increase. The San Jose Mercury News quoted Washington State President Kirk Schultz as saying he expects a deal by mid-March. Okay. So we'll see. I can't um, believe we're already like almost to March. Yeah, it's wild. And Just we get snow still. Oh, that's that's normal. I'm over it. It's February. This I'm over that's it. part of the winter. I'm over it. I'm done. <laughs> um, you can start complaining after like March 21st or whatever <laughs> when that when they marks the beginning of spring. We're still going to get a couple days of snow, but don't want to hear that. It's we're in the winter right now. I'm over it. <laughs> I um, mean, hey, I, I uh, it doesn't bother me that much. Um, I, I would prefer to not have it, too. <laughs> yes. But I'm not, like, whining about it in February. It's like a prime snow month. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> in terms of compensation for a media deal, Pac-12 is not in a good spot. Also from Dennis Dodd's article, um, he gave an educated guess on what he thinks the Pac-12 could potentially earn. It should be noted that Dennis Dodd is, like, a Big 12... I can't think of a better word other than just like he constantly jerks off the Big 12. Homer? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, he says the Pac-12 will get a deal that pays its schools $25 million annually. Um, that's where he's expecting or where they're at now, I think. And he says the current 12-year Pac... Sorry, I'm messing this up. The current 12-year Pac-12 deal that expires this next year averages $20.8 million. He's expecting $25 million. But that would lag approximately fifty million annually behind the Big Ten. Wow, that puts it in perspective. Yeah, for sure. Got to get to the Big Ten. Yep. I mean, that's the end goal here, anyway. And the Pac-12. I mean, I assume as they're making these negotiations, they're seeing their conference die. Yep. Like, uh, if you can't get a, comp I don't think anyone in the Pac-12 was expecting to beat the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. If you can't get in the same ballpark, every single team in the Pac-12 is plan is planning their exit. Uh, the Big 12, $31.66 million per year per school. Yeah. That should be at least the target. And yeah. And doesn't look like they're getting that. According to Dennis Dodd. Sure. We'll see. He'd be really butthurt if the Pac-12 got more money than the Big 12. <laughs> he would be. <laughs> um, he also mentioned in the article talking about Kevin Warren, who was the former or still is the commissioner of the Big Ten who is leaving for the Bears yep. in April and how that's kind of thrown a wrench into the whole Big Ten expansion. So. Right. I mean, here's my big brain tinfoil hat plan. Rick George becomes commissioner of the Big wow. Ten. Brings the buffs. We'd lose Rick George's AD, which would suck. But at least we'd be set up for the future. But you know he would bring CU into the fold. Oh, of course. We'll see. Um, another article to talk about. Bucky is in the news. Let's go. USA Today had an article published talking about Bucky, well-off media, and the impact that that has had just on college football and the landscape in terms of NIL and everything. Um, according to this article... Well-off media has rocketed to about 20 
250,000 subscriptions from about 80,000 in late November. Wow. Which lo- is that insane. makes me happy that it's mutually beneficial. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we've seen the direct impact of Coach Prime coming to Boulder. Right. Uh, and how that's positively impacted us. It's cool that as they've leveled up, they've also seen the positive impact. For sure. Um, also, in that article, I guess uh, Jim Cavell, who is of a company called Influencer. It's I-N-F-L-C-R. All Probably just call it Influencer. Influencer. Um, that, that's the company that helped CU launch the Buffs NIL exchange. Yep. Um, he said that in terms of NIL value, players at Colorado have seen that increase 258% Wow! since Sanders' arrival. Wow. Pretty awesome. Yep. Um, they also kind of talked about how other colleges are taking note, and we're probably going to start to see some sort of copycat. And I mean, he also mentioned, you know, Nick Saban in Alabama. They're not like schools like that probably just won't do it because they already have their thing, right? Yeah, in Georgia, you know, like, right. they're not trying to gain exposure. But guess what? Matt Rule, you're not allowed to, bud, because yep. you said we're not going to have cameras in our meetings, yep. blah, blah, blah. So you're done. You, you, already, uh, you already put your foot down on where you stand on this, so you don't get to join the new wave. Yep. Uh, Bucky also posted a video in the last 24 hours just talking about really his rise. Um, just saying that, man, he was kind of trying to figure something out, what he wanted to do back a couple years ago, and just talked about, like, the planning of well-off and how it's taken off. I mean, dude's got a legitimate business going. Yeah, it's so impressive. And, um, you know, coming from the business side, which is half of my life, um, I think one of the most important things in being successful uh really anywhere is not letting ego get in the way of what's best. Mm -hmm. And that video that he had the other day when he was talking about, you know, uh, I think it was Darius who asked him like, why are you, they were asking why you were moving so fast the other day. And he's like, I got to keep up with my dad. Like he's the reason I'm here. I'd be a fool to think that like all these places are inviting us because of me. It's not me. It's him. And like, I'm here to work for him. Right. And that perspective and that lack of ego uh, was really, really impressive to me. Uh, and I think it's one of the reasons why he's been so successful. And not to mention to you know him talking about how the pace and speed of getting content up, how important that is. Like he's putting it out every day. Mm-hmm. Um, no breaks, no delays, no. You know he said it best. We don't put out what we got today tomorrow we put out what we got today today yep uh and and so that dedication and that just understanding of what the real mission is you know a lot of times you you can get caught up in for you know to make it cliche like fame and that sort of thing which he has actually become famous Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah um but he really i think he does an incredible job of keeping in perspective uh what the mission is uh and that's that's really impressive, and you know you're seeing the the dividends. You saw Coach Prime, I think it was earlier this week, put out that post looking for you know videographers, content creators. Like, yep. they're trying to build up the team, build up the brand to make it bigger, even bigger than it's already gotten. Why not? Yep. I mean, it's profitable. It's crushing. It's helping on multiple fronts. Keep going. For sure.
And we're the beneficiaries. We are. We all just get to take in all this great content. Yep. By the way, we watched the video of yes, Shiloh and, and Coach Prime in the parking lot. Good Lord, Shiloh is hilarious. He's got to get on campus ASAP. We need interviews. Yes. Yes. Soon enough. Um, Alyssa, I sent you a tweet if you want to pull that up. But Brian Howell had a few tweets today just talking about the impact of Coach Prime and how we're already seeing it in terms of ticket sales, season tickets. This tweet on your screen says, so far, 30,013 tickets sold and distributed for this year's spring game, the most attended spring games in Colorado history, all with free tickets. Uh, 2008, 17,000. 2011, 15,000. 1989, 13,000. just under 12,000. And in 1990, the national title season, 11,000. They have blown that out of the water. And they're charging, which yes. I'm taking credit for. There you um, go. <laughs> it's just mind-boggling, man. And I, I said it yesterday. I said, it, in the end, there's going to be significantly more people at the spring game this year than there were at the Utah game last year. Uh, and obviously, Utah was the worst attended game of the season. They were 1-10 at the time. The students weren't on campus. It was rough. Mm -hmm. um, Brian tweeted back at me and said, I think there was 33,474 there. There's going to be 40,000 when all is said and done here. That's going to look like a full stadium. Yeah. Like in my experience, if you can get over 40, it doesn't look like there's any empty spots or whatever. Like you can tell it's not a sellout, but it's a full stadium. That's what we're going to see for a spring game. Yep. It's crazy, man. And we don't even know who the special guest is yet, which will probably sell a couple right. thousand tickets at the very least. For sure. Brian also tweeted out uh, about season tickets. The season ticket renewal rate for Colorado this year is 97%. Tremendous. That is tremendous. My question is, what's going on? 3%? Yeah, for real. What, what are y'all doing? Because uh, wild. have you looked in the newspaper or anything? <laughs> like, I guess more power to them mm -hmm. because if they're not going to use the tickets, but like, the cynic in me is like, you're not just going to renew and sell them even if you don't want to go. Right. Which I'm glad they aren't because yeah. that's how tickets end up in Nebraska fans' hands. But 97%, dude, that's got to be the highest in the country other than like, I, I mean, I don't even know what Alabama and Georgia had. Do you think they get 100% renewal? Like, that seems unrealistic. What, was, what would you say like the Broncos are at in terms of season ticket renewal? I don't know, but the Broncos have like a – hundred multiple hundred thousand person wait list yeah so we would never know like as soon as someone goes out they replace them that's that true. day that's true yeah, good point um last year for context 81 percent renewal which sounds bad doesn't <laughs> seem terrible honestly considering seem, the state of the team it doesn't seem terrible but that's i mean your season ticket holders are your most diehard fans yeah they lost 20 percent of their most diehard fans. And last year, I bet it was the worst year maybe ever for that. Right. Because I just remember getting all these messages from my friends who I won't put on blast now. Just being like, yeah, bro, sorry. Can't do it anymore. Can't handle it. It's too much of a time investment. I got the kids now. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and now they're all like, shit, dude, I can't get my season tickets back. I'm like, ah, I wish I felt bad for you. I right. just don't. Yep. Bummer. Sucks to suck. Um, guys, hit that thumbs up button. Also, one of the biggest ways you could help us is if you go to your favorite podcasting app, search Buffs, DMBR Buffs, 
And just subscribe to us. Leave us a five-star review. It'd really help us out. We'd greatly appreciate it. Um, before we get to your questions, though, first a word from our friends at Roman. Uh, up to 50% of men have symptoms that get in the way of wanting or enjoying sex, whether it's low T or ED. Roman is here to help. Roman is a digital health clinic for men addressing a variety of sexual health needs. It is a digital... Uh, or sorry, they have no waiting rooms. Uh, you can get everything digitally and sent straight to your home. If medication or testing is appropriate, Roman will send it directly to your door. And everything arrives in discreet packaging with free two-day shipping. And right now, DMVR customers can get in on this great deal. If you head on over to ro.co slash DMVR, you can get up to 20% off your entire first order. Shout out to Roman. Also shout out to our friends at Box and Shanker. Uh, it's snowy out there. It looks like it's picking up a little bit. If you get in a little accident today, it's not your fault. Maybe hit up Box and Shanker. They can help you out. They've been winning over $1 billion for Colorado families uh, in their time serving the community. Best part about them, no upfront fees to speak with them about your case, no fees while they work on your case, and no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. Box and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call them at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. I got to quickly address this from Jay in the comments. He said, RK, F1 not cool? As Zico said, are you mad? I never said that. <laughs> all I said was I assume it's better to watch on TV because you can actually follow the race. Just like a sport that I love very much, golf which is better to watch on TV than it is to be at the, at the uh, course. Mm -hmm. That's all I said. I personally am not into F1, but I'm not, I'm not a hater by any means. Oh, he described it beautifully there. Go and see glowing brake discs, hear 15K RPMs, and the smell of jet fuel. Man, come on. I assume it's cool. Just like I said, I I've, don't watch NASCAR. I assume it's cool to go to a NASCAR race. Alyssa confirmed it is cool. I'm, I don't hate on any sports, I don't think. Um, no, you did a good job. I try to not hate on anything that a lot of people love because they love it for a reason. Right. Got to be cool. Better than Henry, who hates on I, like, <laughs> I feel the same way about like foods. Like, You see this food that like a bunch of people in a different culture all love? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying that. Yeah. It's got to be good. And if I don't like it, all right, I tried it and I don't like it. But I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, that looks gross. Like, How could all those people like it? It's yeah. like, I don't know. They like it for a reason. I feel like I'm more inclined to try food like that, though. Like, just to experience it, just to say I've, like, tried it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to Ecuador for a wedding this summer. Mm -hmm. I watched the Anthony Bourdain in uh, Ecuador. Yes. And he, like, goes down and, does, like, tries all these street foods of, like, things that people would think is very gross. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't wait to try that. If all these people like it, Anthony Bourdain liked it. It's probably good. I also am the least picky eater, so... The chances of me liking it are very high. Are you one of those guys that, like, when you go to, like, a ballpark, you try one of the weirdest things that they're, like, the fried grasshoppers, like, the Krispy Kreme donut <laughs> burger or whatever? So, that type of stuff, first of all, definitely not at a ballpark where they're going to charge me, like, $50 That's for it. <laughs> like, I, when I go to a sporting event, I'm trying to get the, the, chan the thing they have the least chance of fucking up. Because I'm already going to have to pay $19 for chicken tenders. At least I know the chicken tenders and fries are going to taste like chicken tenders and fries. Good point. Um, but I will say I went to the Taco Fest out here in Denver. Uh -huh. And there was a cricket taco. And I tried that. Ooh. What would you think? 
I thought that the crickets would have been better as a topping rather than the entire taco because they're kind of dry. So it was like a tortilla filled with like fried crickets, which were kind of dry. But I was like, if you like sprinkled these over something, gave some crunch, Mm -hmm. probably better. I'd be really down to try grasshoppers like that. They look kind of good, man. I'm I'm telling you, usually this stuff is good. We'll see. Uh, Questions. Who is up first today? Nicholas. Nicholas is always here. What's up, man? Did you guys see that Travis was in offensive Offensive gear? gear. What do you guys make of it? I also saw someone say that in the uh, Coach Lewis video that we talked about. Travis was in that meeting, too. Oh, let's go. Hype. I mean... Coach Prime literally said it in the club Shay Shay. Yes. Like he, he said did. he loves offense more than defense. Yes. Eventually, like, don't you have to go with what you love? Yep. Now, I want him on defense. I think a shutdown corner is more valuable than an electric receiver. Um, it's close, but I feel it easier to find a electric receiver than it is to find a shutdown corner in college. So I want him to stay on the defensive side of the ball, but in the end, like, you know, to uh, use a cliche term, the heart wants what the heart wants, right? If he wants to be a receiver, he's going to go to the next level at that position as well. Yep. And the yep. money isn't as crazy. Like, it used to be like wide receiver wasn't that lucrative. Right. No, it's caught up. It's caught up. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the franchise tag on a wide receiver this year is $20 million. Yeah, it's wild. Thanks, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Uh, get Travis as many reps in the offense room with Shador on offense as possible, in my opinion. I can't mean, have enough. That the end of the celebration bowl was insane. Yep, get that working. Yep. we need that ready for uh, what is it, September second against TCU. Yep, we need it. Next question from Angela. Angela's always here too. Jake and RK, does Dion being part of the media for years help him manage good press and bad press better than any college coach in the USA? Definitely gives him a leg up, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I think that. When these coaches join the media, they realize that the media isn't this big, bad monster that right. sometimes is made out to be when you're on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, I once actually just happened to stumble upon them, uh, a organization showing their players like a, a video about the media, which is essentially just talking about media as just like the worst. Like all they're trying to do is take advantage of you and all this stuff. Like there certainly are bad apples in the media right and oh sure that is true of all fields but like i think when you when these coach like when coach prime spent time in the media he realized like oh like this is just a mostly a lot of good people trying to do their jobs uh who enjoy the game a lot and enjoy the teams they cover and you know want to uh be in the know and be involved in the community that surrounds the team Mm -hmm. and so when that happens you learn a little bit more how to be um how to play the game. I mean, most things in this world are some sort of, you're, you're playing some sort of game. Yeah. Uh, and especially when it comes to dealing with the media, it's playing a game. Coach Prime has been extremely gracious towards the media so far since he's been at Colorado. That's going to go a long way for him, and he understands that. So, yeah, I think he, you get a huge advantage by stepping across the line to the other side and just seeing things through, through their lens. For sure. Uh, I think Chip Kelly's another coach that learned a lot in his time kind of out of it and in TV that one year mm-hmm. before he transitioned back Sean in. Sean Payton, you know. Yeah, he was great. He had a horrible reputation with the media in New Orleans. Yeah. Horrible. And he said in his opening press conference, like, 
he was asked what's some things that you learned that you want to change this time around. He's like, I'm not going to spend so much time being mad at you guys. Um, like, uh, you know, being on that side, I learned that you guys are mostly just trying to do your job. Yep. Um, just from our experience with Coach Prime and his staff, they've all been great. Yep. I mean, super helpful. I mean, super, like, down to earth and just cool. Like, gives us the time. Totally. It's all we ask for. Yep. Next one from Wayne. RK, you and the team should clip all these shows that say these things and save them for next season. And as CU proves them wrong, <laughs> do a keep that same energy segment and show what they said. It's That's a, a good idea. idea. <laughs> I usually do keep receipts. Yeah. Uh, just because it's fun. And it if you fun. don't need them, then you don't need them. Oh, well, no one will ever know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's a good idea, though. Angela with another one. Jake and RK, I think what CU does in the spring transfer portal this year is going to be epic. What do you all think? I think some kids at Bama, LSU, and Georgia may come to CU due to no playing time. I mean, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm ready for that wave to begin. I wonder how long into the spring. When does the portal open back up? May first, first to the fifteenth. So we gotta wait. So, we're, so they're gonna have to go through all of spring ball. Yep, everyone. Um, we'll have that. That uh, we'll probably get rumors. I assume. Well, well, you'll have kids declaring their intent. Right. Exactly. So. Okay. So yeah, I mean, right around the end of spring ball, when that spring game is coming around, is probably when the news cycle. He's going to pick right back up and we'll have, you know, uh, we'll get to speculate about who might be coming mm -hmm. and, uh, and who might hit the portal. Uh, Connor's asking about Vegas over-unders. You can go ahead and throw that up. I don't think anywhere has I, – I haven't seen DraftKings have over-unders for college football yet. Like I said, one, uh, one place had us at four and a half. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Still early. Next question from Ryan J. Question for the boys. Please excuse my trauma as a longtime CU fan, but is there a world where this show drops from five days a week? I have followed your work from the BF BSN days, so I'm in forever. Uh, I think this is pretty much the new normal. This is our new life, yes. Yep. Um, I went from 10 podcasts a week to 15 podcasts <laughs> a week overnight. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and I'm I'm loving it. I don't think we're we're going anywhere. I went from one live show to five live shows a week, yep. and I went from three shows to five shows total. So yeah, I mean it's uh, you guys keep showing up, we'll keep showing up too for sure. <laughs> I I can't stop thinking about like what the first post game show is going to be like after a win or something. Just well. Yeah, I mean, we see it like the the comment section on a big show we do here is insane. Like yeah. it's just boom, boom, boom. Oh, you know, just so you guys know, we have like a TV in front of us. I'm assuming you can see based on the fact we we're reading off of it. But on one side we have us, on the other side we have the comment section. And like when you guys have it pop in, it's just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. When they win a big game, it's gonna look like a slot machine. <laughs> Literally. Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> I can't wait. Tyler Brown, did Bucky have to disclose to the USA Today <laughs> the L's he took but ignored in order to walk around like he was undefeated? <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If I say no, is that bad? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just say that I think many people around the nation have been put on to know that Bucky took L's but it always walks around like he's undefeated. As he should. Um you know, on our back end on YouTube, I can we can see like where our views are coming from. Yeah, I would I would be fascinated to see theirs on Well Off. 
Oh, yeah. And I just, like, want to know where all these people are tuning in from. So we're already hearing about, like, kids on teams, other teams watching well-off videos. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen recently in the comments, Africa popping up, Jamaica. <laughs> How wild is that? What a world. The internet's crazy, man. Travis says, y'all need to extend the Buffs podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll extend the Buffs podcast if you guess to 200 likes here in the next wow. five minutes. <laughs> Connor said, is DNVR's HQ in Denver? Yes. Yes, sir. For those of you who don't know, we are literally sitting above the DNVR bar, which is located on the corner of Colfax and York um, in Denver. Pretty much downtown, a little, I guess a little bit outside of the proper downtown. Um, so when all of you come up, this should be your first stop when you when you leave the airport. Mm -hmm. On your way to Boulder, you pop off in Denver, come see the DNVR bar, hang out, let us know you're coming, especially if you're, you know, like w the bar opens right after this show ends. Yep. So if you're ever coming like, hey, I'm coming right at open at four o'clock, we'll come, you know, have a beer, talk some buffs. Um, but that's something I'm excited for, too, because so many people are talking about coming in for different events, like swing by the bar, say what up. Yep. I'm sure we'll meet a lot of you guys around the spring game. Tyler said, you will have to remember back to this post when game, to post game pods when there were three commentators, Jake. Yeah. Um, I remember when Hank and I did a post game pod two years ago after the Buffs beat Oregon State. That was my first time Wow. doing a, a Buff show. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, someone said, would you guys do a game day podcast? That is the plan. Travis said that. Mm -hmm. That is the plan. We're just figuring out the logistics of how it will work, especially on home games with the studio here being in Denver, the games being in Boulder. Yep. We want to obviously get, you know, Jake has the post-game interviews and stuff that he has to attend to. Um, so we're just figuring out the logistics, but we will have post-game pods. There's just, there's no way we can't do it. I mean, we were just mm -hmm. talking about it. Like, there's going to be a big win. We, we're going to want to celebrate with you guys. Exactly. Connor asks, any feel any affiliation with PHNX? Yes. Um, so I guess we're going into Here we go. <laughs> details of the company. Uh, DNVR was started, what, what is now known as DNVR, started in 2015 uh, by Brandon Spano and myself and a few others. Um, we were under the name BSN Denver at the time. In 2019, we rebranded to DNVR. We noticed the response from people how much they loved what we were doing from a local sports perspective um and a lot of investors and people in the business world said you guys should take the show on the road uh so then we opened up phnx uh in august of 2021 uh and then we also have a branch in chicago chgo which we opened in march of 2022 so um well the goal is to be everywhere by uh, eventually Connor says Portland PDX. Maybe. Eventually. There you go. Uh, everyone's in the plans eventually. Uh, does DMVR Bar have watch parties for the games? Yes, we do. So yes, and we you, partner with the Denver Forever Buffs for that. Yes, so if you're here in town, don't get tickets to the game because they're going to be a hot commodity. Just come on down to the DMVR Bar. Or come to the, for the away games. Or go to the away games, of course. Yeah. Well, the away games is when we have the big, uh, big watch parties here. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we encourage you to buy tickets and support yes. the program as well. Absolutely. That it? I think that's it. Um, what time are we doing the show tomorrow? I think. Uh, we, 
how long is that those interviews going to take? So we're talking, <laughs> I think, five or six coaches. I'm assuming it's going to be like an hour long. At so least. we'll probably be in Boulder till 2.15, 2.30-ish. Should we say 4 o'clock to be safe? Yes, I think so. Okay. So Tentatively 4 o'clock. There you go. We'll we have to figure out the studio schedule and all that. Yeah, it'll be a good day. We'll have tons of content from the press conference tomorrow. We'll see you guys then. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. Thank you.